Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 beach thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor some of my favorite conversations have happened over the rims of mugs i'm denise harper co-host of the morning show with bill and denise and program director for the bridge there's something special about sitting across the table from a friend whether we've known them forever or for just a minute with a good cup of coffee and an open heart and hopefully today's conversation will inspire and encourage you It's the most wonderful time of the year. You know, it's the season of joy. We talk about uh, joy so much at Christmas time, and it just seemed appropriate that some of my favorite people, people that I get to work day in and day out with here at the bridge, would gather together for us to talk about joy. And so I want to welcome today Mandy Wallace. Hi. Hi there. And Kim Willie. How are you? <laughs> and Lindsay Lyons. Excited to be here. <laughs> and Allison Christunis. Hello, Denise. I am so glad that you girls all said, yes, I would love to come and chat with you about joy. When I think about joy, you are some of the first ones that I think about. We get to share joy with each other here at the bridge. And we have shared burdens together. We've prayed for one another. And that's part of the beauty of a community. And I I wrote down a little note because I was thinking about in community and friendship, in partnership, joy is doubled and sorrow is diminished. Mm -hmm. And I find that so powerful in life, that if we make ourselves a friend with someone else, we can help diminish sorrow and double joy when we get to share it together. Amen. Yes. All right. So I thought what we'd start with is share what what brings you joy. Mandy, what brings you joy? So I actually have a list here because <laughs> there is a lot that brings me joy. Um, first and foremost is spending time with family and friends. And then I said food because <laughs> I do like of course (laughs) um music baking christmas traveling sports and church Mm. that's awesome just some of your favorite things right? all right kim mine sounds super familiar to that or similar not familiar um family i would say is number one that brings me joy also when someone that i'm walking with spiritually gets stronger in their walk Mm. with the lord or they accept the Lord for the first time. That is immense yes. joy. Mm-hmm. Um, spending time with friends, eating a really good meal. So I'm with you on the food thing and music, all kinds of music. Oh yeah, you know when you mentioned that when somebody that you know comes to know Jesus, the angels in heaven rejoice. So we must also, yeah, for sure. Yes, Lindsay. So 
what brings you joy? Yeah, I have to I have to third the foodie thing. I'm a really big foodie. <laughs> um, I love going out on adventures, going to new places that I've never been before, mm-hmm. trying out what it would be like to live there and doing all the touristy things as well, kind of just making the most out of the day that I have. And being with friends, they definitely make the experience. Yeah. So we've all had those times where we go out and do things with certain people and it feels like it sucks the joy out of it. So being strategic <laughs> about who you spend that time with is right? super important. Yeah, I just came back from a trip to Nashville with you and I learned that about you. You love to uh, do a little research, reach out, find out recommendations. You stayed an extra day. Um, oh, yeah. So a we, few extra days, but... Yeah, you we had fit in a sightseeing day. Yeah, we had um, Aaliyah, who was our intern this past year, yeah. and I. I asked uh, Jeff if we could stay an extra day just to kind of see what Nashville mm-hmm. is like, and we got the most out of it. She, <laughs> she's fresh out of college and said that I tired her out. So. <laughs> but we got coffee and donuts and went to the food assembly and did this like frozen Rudolph exhibition thing all all over the place so definitely the best of nashville in one day it was great that's awesome all right allison well i've been thinking a lot about what brings me joy and mine is real simplistic i've got two basic things and all of you have heard me talk about my children before yes and they just make me overflow with joy Mm. watching them grow watching them learn and achieve share their dreams even in their failures i know that sounds crazy but watching their resilience Um, So anything that has to do with my children brings me joy. The other thing which is going to sound strange is spaces. So building spaces um, or changing spaces around. Someone told me years ago, he said, you have the gift of hospitality. And I was offended because I thought that meant that I knew how to make coffee, you know. (laughs) I know that sounds really strange. But anyway, as I kind of dug into it, I realized, oh, it has to do with creating spaces that are inviting and warm and welcoming. And I love doing that. And when a space gets a little bit too stale, I have to freshen it up. And so I know that sounds strange, but just kind of um, tootling around the space and and making adjustments that make it feel more warm and welcoming. Yes. Nesting. Yeah. It's funny. When you first came to work here and you uh, took over somebody else's office, and the first morning that I came in and there was like, Nothing in your office (laughs) except for a little tiny desk that was wedged over in the dormer window. And I thought, oh, she put a desk in for her son to come in and do his homework when she's working. Little did I know that was actually your desk because the big thing that you wanted in that room was um, a sofa and a table and chairs where people could come and have meetings or hang out. And and that was uh, very apparent that you do have the gift of hospitality. Well, it just warms my heart when when I get to be around people that are um, collaborating or mm-hmm. um, in the full range of emotions. It doesn't matter. Just being near them in it yeah. um, really brings me joy. Yeah. I think that um, being able to be with family and close friends, that brings me so much joy. Mm. Music, Kim, I'm right with you. Uh, music definitely brings me joy. And it's funny because as I was thinking, we're going to talk a little bit about some traditions that I, I find that those are connected in one way or another with music and with people and the people that you love spending the time uh, together. So 
That's um, that's so beautiful. How do you find your way back to joy when you feel like you're in a slump? Sometimes, you know, we we especially as the month of December ramps up, it's like you hear sleigh bells everywhere. You hear it's the most wonderful time of the year, and let it snow, and all my favorite songs. <laughs> but sometimes. You just don't feel it inside. So what advice? Do you have advice or is there something that you do if you find yourself in a little bit of a slump? Mandy? So I put a couple little things down that came to my mind when I thought of this. So one, it's all about putting myself in the right environment and around the right people. Um, Mm. So say I'm, you know, at a stump with something with work or, you know, um, an event I'm like, okay, let's go out and go somewhere and and get away from that environment for just a minute. Yeah. Or I just come up and visit Allison or you guys and, you know, you guys make me happy mm-hmm. and um, just, you know, bring me out of that, you know, little slump that I'm mm-hmm. in. I also, tr- I've been doing this a lot more. I've been thinking about just telling God's truth before the lies of the devil comes in i'm like okay Mm. you're beautiful you're want it you can do this you know it's just getting that positivity speaking that into my life Mm -hmm. um that's what i've been focused on a lot more lately and then i like to drive and listen to music or just drive in silence and talk to god that's Mm -hmm. that's what helps me with joy Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah reminding yourself who you are in christ And making an effort, it sounds like what you are recognizing when I'm in a place that I'm not comfortable, that I don't like, what change can I make to make a difference? Yes. Yeah, very good. Kim? The number one thing that I do when I lose my joy is worship. It Mm. just gets me in the right headspace. And sometimes I don't feel like worshiping (laughs) because I'm in a not good headspace. But the second I do it, I literally feel lighter in my spirit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Lord just lifts heaviness off me. Yeah. And um, I heard a worship leader named Martha Munizzi once say, praise is the weapon, but the battle is the Lord's. And I stand on that. Like, yeah. it is so true. And if I just lift up my praise, even if it's a broken hallelujah, God's going to do something with it and make me feel a lot better. So that's number one. Mm. And then number two, of course, there's there's scriptures and, and songs and, and worship songs that I, that I listen to. Two verses that just recently, recently have given me joy and helped me in the joy area. Uh, Nehemiah 8, 10, the mm-hmm. second part of 10, which is B, I guess you would call it. Mm-hmm. Two different versions. The message version says, don't feel bad. The joy of God is your strength. And the, uh, the New Living Translation says, don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And those have been... A huge help to me and another one um which hit me hit, hit me this morning actually as i was thinking about this podcast <laughs> um, romans 12 12 let this hope burst forth within you releasing a continual joy don't give up in a time of trouble but commune with god at all times and i thought wow recently i i've let a few things get me down and um and i just started praising and everything and then you think in the situation you were in I should be like heavy right now. And all of a sudden I was joyful. And I was like, how am I joyful right this second Mm -hmm. when this is going on? And I went, this is the joy of the Lord. This is what we read about. And I went, wow, 
that's powerful. How can I be joyful at this moment? I, it's mm-hmm. almost like I was talking myself out of being joyful because <laughs> I was so shocked that I was <laughs> joyful. But that is the power of the Lord. That's the word. Yeah. That's worship. That's all those things. And that that's that's how I get lifted up. Yeah. So that is how the joy of the Lord impacts us. It gives us strength. Yeah. Right? It raises us up. It's funny. I had that same verse written down in the ESV. It says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Mm. And I love, what was the version that you just shared from Romans 12, 12? The um, Passion yeah. Translation. If that's maybe? what, yeah, it yeah. might have been that one. Can you read it again? Yes. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. Don't mm. give up in a time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Yeah. So I love that. So good. Yes. Romans I was like, 12, 12. That's where that hope came from. <laughs> because when you have hope, there's like light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So hope, to me, restores the joy. So yeah. they're all connected with each other, which is super cool. That's love beautiful. It. Lindsay? Yeah, so it's funny because before we started recording, Alice and I joked around about how we are the embodiment of joy as like Enneagram 7s, right? <laughs> so it's interesting that this is – the podcast topic, because I feel like I'm having this conversation a lot right now Mm. um, with different people about like maintaining joy. And I think it's because when you are somebody who has that joyful spirit, people come to you to figure out how to get it. Mm. Um, And I've been trying to figure out words that go to it. And really, it's just kind of been this, I I mean, you have to blame it on the Holy Spirit, right? Because it's revelations that you don't have on your own. Uh, Mm. But this idea that joy isn't a personality trait, it's a habit. Like it's something that you have to put into practice. Mm -hmm. And the way that we put these things into practice is by first recognizing who God created us to be and how he wired us. And then we tap into those areas in order to figure out how to bring that joy back when we lose it, when Mm -hmm. we feel depleted. So like one area when I feel like I'm in a slump is I, I love to be out in nature. Like that is one of those places where like God can either knock me down a peg and remind me how small I am, but also remind me that he's in control Mm -hmm. because if he can do everything around me, then why am I worried about it? And that kind of like brings that joy level back up in me. Um, So even when it's cold, you just bundle up and go walk around Killen's (laughs) Pond and take a deep breath and take it all in. And yeah. yeah, you know what? It reminds me of the fruit of the spirit. The second fruit is joy. Mm. It, we don't fruit doesn't come without the work it's good. and we we have to put the work in and uh, i i'm reminded i mean everywhere we go there are so many negative things hard things i mean we're facing trials tough places it is work yeah. to get your joy on <laughs> yeah i mean but the the deeper that we do what Kim was just mentioning and worshiping, getting into God's word, praying like Mandy was saying, the the more that we do that, I think that's that's where the deep joy comes from. Because then it's not happiness, because happiness is fleeting. It's based on mm-hmm. a feeling of, of where you are in life. Like, oh, that makes me happy. But the joy mm-hmm. is something that's so deep-seated in our soul. Yep. And um, the best kind of joy is obviously from the Holy Spirit. It's good. And from Jesus. Joy in Jesus. Speaking <laughs> of joy in Jesus, Allison, <laughs> what do you do when you feel maybe a little bit in a slump? Well, it does happen to me. And I try to have a mind and body approach. And so I start with my mind. 
and I have kind of in the last year have been working with the new approach of Thanksgiving. So um, thinking about uh, the Lord's blessings um, and thanking him in advance. Mm -hmm. So for the whole year, I've been thanking him for um, just the blessings to come. So when I need to get to the just in the right headspace, I I say thank you, Lord, for for getting to me there. You know, mm-hmm. thank you for being in it. Thank you for being ahead of it. And then the body approach is a focus on just getting enough sleep. <laughs> I know yeah. that sounds crazy, but um, getting the right exercise and getting the right nutrition. Yeah. So just for me, doing those things, it kind of gets me back to a balance because mm-hmm. that's really where uh, I know I'm at an imbalance when I when I lose my joy. Yeah, but that really that really helps me. That's really good. I was reading this morning early something somebody had written. I didn't even recognize the name of the author, but it was. It is not joy that makes us grateful. It is gratitude that makes mm-hmm. us joyful. Yes, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's what you were saying mm-hmm. just then. Oh, so good. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Over the Rims of Mugs, made possible by Iconic Sparkle. Get fun and fashionable accessories such as necklaces, earrings, and bracelets that can go with any outfit for any occasion for just $5. Owner Mandy Heinz desires to change the world through her accessories and what it allows her to offer. Fashion accessory advice, boosting confidence, and training those who want to start their own business. Learn more at IconicSparkle.com or on their app. All right, let's talk traditions. Because if there's one thing I think that really brings us joy is the uh, the memories that we have, maybe childhood. What's your favorite childhood tradition? Who wants to go first? I've been I've been picking on Mandy first. <laughs> Mandy, you want to go first? Yeah, I, can, I saw, I I saw you were ready to I go. <laughs> um, so my dad used to read us the night before Christmas. And we always had hot chocolate and cheese toast with it. Um, Wow, that's an intriguing combination. (laughs) Yes, it (laughs) actually was delicious. Okay. So um, I guess it was like almost like the step down from girl cheese because you're not getting two pieces of bread. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that was something that we always did. We gathered around my dad. And my mom had the hot chocolate and cheese toast ready. And um, we also, after we got done with the book, we got to open up one gift on Christmas Eve. Ah. And of course, we always tried to pick the one we <laughs> wanted to open. And it usually was the big one. And mom's like, no. I was going to say, <laughs> do they let you pick which one you wanted? No. So <laughs> They're like, be grateful. <laughs> we are. Yes. Exactly. But that was some the main traditions when I was a kid. So good. Kim? One of the fun things for me was after Christmas, we would always go, of course, it was this whole spree of visiting different family and friends. And we would leave our gifts under the tree for a whole week. Because when you went around, you looked at the display. Yes. So if I wore something, I'd have to put it right back and fold yeah. it back up under the tree. Because when family came over, you, we would take turns, my sister and I, and I'd be, I've got this and this and this. Yep. And you'd go through this whole thing. We and did it was that too. crazy. <laughs> and, um, but I mean, and also we, in now day, in these days and times, if I can speak, um, the people don't just stop by people's houses. You're, right. You have to call first text. Oh my goodness, don't, don't just stop by. Yeah. We, we just stopped by and people stopped by. Mom always had something 
the baked goods left or she sat them (laughs) in the fridge or something was she would actually keep things on the porch overnight because it was nice and cold if she didn't have room Mm -hmm. in the fridge and family would come over and you would just pull it out and you would start talking and hanging out and visiting and it was just a sweet like we constantly did that there was constantly somebody in our house or we were in someone else's house Mm -hmm. and um, our family is very large so that was usually a lot of people but it was unannounced visiting and it was the sweetest thing and just showing off your stuff all week long that was that was a good memory for me yes i love it i love it Lindsay. so i grew up ice skating and over the winter times that's when it becomes really big again and i love outdoor ice rinks Mm -hmm. um so probably one of my favorite childhood memories was getting ready to like actually go to rockefeller center and and ice skate in the the plaza and i mean you only get so long and it's really crowded (laughs) but um that's something that's always stuck out to me was that experience so like typically around this time of year i'll con some friends into going with me whether it's like just at the rink in Harrington or we go to like Philly or Baltimore where they do the outdoor rinks. But those are just almost always so much fun because I'm, I, I have like a weird experience actually having grown up ice skating, but most people will just do it because it's, it's that time of year. Mm-hmm. So they'll just, Oh yeah, we'll go out. We'll do ice skating. And sometimes they get off and they're miserable and they're like, I'll never do that again. But at least you got them out one time and you were able to enjoy that one time together, yeah. which is fun. That's and that's right. But yeah, all the, I I think it's the environment. I think kind of like Allison was talking about when you're outdoors and there's the lights and the ornaments and the massive tree because all the big cities do like the full decoration kind of thing. Yeah. And I missed it the past few years, but now things are going again and it's it's exciting to see them start to launch back up. Yes. So you have ice skating in your future for this holiday? Oh, yeah. yeah. Allison? Well, I just want to say, Lindsay, if you're looking for a partner, I might want to go with you this year. (laughs) That's right, girl. I might be up for it. (laughs) Um, So I had to really think. um, When I was growing up, I uh, grew up with two brothers who were in sports. And so my family was constantly heading in different directions. And so my favorite time was Christmas Eve because we all got dressed up and we went to church together. And so spending the evening in church Honestly, like thinking back on my childhood, there wasn't a whole lot of times that I feel like all five of us were together. And so plopped down together in our pew um, at church was the best. Mm -hmm. And then my parents were very smart because we did Christmas morning, Christmas Eve. (laughs) So, yeah, so we did all of the things Christmas Eve. So we all slept in Christmas morning. (laughs) Wow. Mm -hmm. It was very smart. (laughs) Why didn't we ever think of that? (laughs) I don't know. That's brilliant. (laughs) Uh, We used to go every Christmas Eve. We went to my grandmother's house. All of uh, my family on that side would come to, uh, we call her Mom, and she made the most amazing dinner. And so we would have dinner there. We would have, the kids would get gifts. That's probably why, one another reason why we loved it so much. There was a family that we used to always stop on our way home from her house and hang out for a couple of hours. Very much, Kim, like you were sharing how we've spent time visiting each other and just, you know. Uh, So this was on Christmas Eve. And then when we got home, of course, you know, we had to go right to bed because, you know, who doesn't come (laughs) if you don't go to bed? (laughs) (laughs) What a great threat. (laughs) So, um, 
I was thinking about traditions. Is there a tradition that you absolutely love that you do with your family now? And so, Allison, why don't we start with you? Sure. Um, so I, my husband, um, for many, many years, has worked a job, um, like a shift job. So mm-hmm. a lot of times he was working Christmas Eve. And so I started a tradition with my boys, um, a Christmas Eve bag. So we don't do Christmas morning the night before like my parents did, but... I have this great big blue velvet bag that I pack full of stuff um, every year, and they both uh, they tear it open Christmas Eve night, and um, it's got some gains in it. They always get a new pair of pajamas, <laughs> which of course they might be growing out of. <laughs> um, and then we'll get some kind of you know horrendous takeout, you know that like we wouldn't get normally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we just enjoy it and we play our games and eat our candy and watch Christmas movies. How and, fun! Yeah. So we do that on Christmas Eve. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, I hate to be so cliche, but it's Elf. It is. <laughs> yeah, too. I can't help it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right, Lindsay. So uh, the season of life that I'm in, I don't have kids or a spouse of my own, mm-hmm. um, but I'm really involved with the young adult community at my church. Um, so something that we typically do every year is some kind of get together and we always kind of tap back into those like childhood traditions that either we like really wish we used to do or we used to do and we don't know why we stopped doing them. So it's typically like cookie decorating or like minute to win at games or wearing the ugly Christmas sweater or whatever just kind of makes things a little bit more lighthearted because everybody has so much life going on. So if you can take like two to three hours out of a Friday night and just be able to take a deep breath and enjoy it, like why wouldn't you? It helps actually restore some of the joy exactly. in the season because the hustle and bustle likes to try and rob us of that joy sometimes. Oh, yeah. So, and of course, yeah. and like you love spending time with your family, but you know, sometimes it's a little bit different when you spend time with your friends that you get to hand yeah. select. Yeah. So. Yeah. Kim? What we do, of course, is go to Christmas Eve service every every year, and it's always a candlelight service, which is really just sweet. sweet. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I am singing on christmas eve so my family's there whether they want to be or not but <laughs> they they always they always really want to be yeah. but um also a couple weeks leading up before christmas we always bake some kind of cookies and i always make a batch of sugar cookies with the little cutouts i actually have the um cookie cutters that my uh, mother-in-law used when my husband was little Aww. i still have those yeah. and so we pull those out and he gets really sentimental and he'll he'll do it grown man sitting there my kids are grown too and they will use the icing and decorate the cookies. And I, I always take that. pictures and they're like, don't take, don't post any pictures. Don't post any of them. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the one thing I can still get them all, them to do even grown is they just, they become like kids to decorate the cookies. So yeah. that is always a sweet memory that I have. So I haven't broken out the stuff yet this yeah. year, but I will be soon and they will be decorating cookies. <laughs> and you have a son who's getting married this oh, next year. Oh, yes. Don't, oh, which I'm means start crying. Yeah. <laughs> traditions. Yeah. You may change up some of your traditions yeah. he'll be creating their yeah. own traditions i thought about getting them a set of cookie cutters just their own so they could start doing yeah. that yeah too but um i've already like last year his, his fiance did come over and she mm-hmm. helped us decorate too which she loves to do sweet. so hopefully they will continue that yeah in their in their home but that's just a sweet time that i i get to kind of be selfish and have them to myself mm-hmm. and and just you know enjoy them i love that yeah Mandy? Okay, so (laughs) my family and I are usually busy, well, 
I'm sure all of you can relate. You're busy <laughs> running around trying to visit everyone on Christmas. So we always go to the Chinese restaurant and have Chinese food, oh. which I absolutely love. <laughs> Wait, do you watch the Christmas story? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so we always go to the same place. Everybody knows after everyone opened up gifts, it's time to go have some Chinese food. <laughs> and the year that we lost my grandmother, my dad would always call her up and say he had some outrageous thing. And he's, she's like, no, you did not. And, you know, my dad's like, yes, I did. Yes, I did. And he always told her he had Peking duck. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't. Well, the one year that after she passed, he goes, I'm going to have Peking duck this year. Aww. So he ordered it and it ended up being the nasty. <laughs> and I said, I bet she is laughing at you right now. But that was just something Aww. that was, you know, just it's fun. It When we go there, we think of her and, you know, the family. Yeah. Um, then we also go to the Winter Festival Lights and get a picture with Santa every year and then we nice. um i get an ornament for my son as well so when he gets older i'll hand that to him i so. love that like a box of all yes. of the ornaments that you've collected yes. over the years yeah. so ever since he was a little baby yes we've done the yep. same yeah yep. awesome so you may or may not know that my husband is mr christmas and he decorates you know to the nines he loves making the house light up <laughs> <laughs> from a far distance you can tell where the harpers live and uh, it's kind of funny because in the neighborhood that we live in now i think this is our sixth or seventh christmas there and when we first came the first christmas there was only one other house in our neighborhood that decorated outside for christmas and last christmas we were remarking as we drove through that there are probably at least uh, seven or eight homes now on this little we live on a horseshoe kind of shaped road and the, the houses they're catching on <laughs> <laughs> but we do something uh, we started this tradition my husband ken and i started this tradition uh, when we first settled down in um, started our home we actually would light the christmas tree on christmas eve once everything was done presents were under the tree everybody else in the house is in bed we would just make sure all the other lights were off we might ha have a candle or two lit the christmas tree is lit and we would play Mannheim steamrollers still a knocked which is silent night it is the most beautiful <laughs> rendition of that song and to this day that's that's our christmas eve tradition after everything is done, all the running, all through the month of December, everything, it's either done or it's not going to get done this year. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> and we just have those few moments just to settle down and just reflect. And we really don't talk while the song is playing. We just look at the tree and we just sit with each other. It's just a really sweet time. And uh, I look forward to that every year. So that's kind of a really sweet tradition that we started. I'm wondering if this holiday season, if the joy is bubbling up in you, or is it kind of a struggle? Do you feel like, you know, you're kind of looking in certain areas that you feel like there's something missing? And if so, what's going to happen between now and the end of the year that could make a difference in that? So 
I'll kind of second what Mandy said. And I know we're busy all year round, but I have this really bad habit of being really busy around the holidays, not with holiday things, like not turning off the rest of the year, really. And then in January, wishing I had done things, Mm -hmm. more things during the holidays that were like holiday related to feel like I'm in the holiday spirit. So I think this year I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more intentional about that. And good. like trying to like plan things out with friends. And if they're like, hey, let's go to lunch or let's do a day together, trying to find like holiday festive things to do to really feel in that spirit. Because I think it's all around us. But if we're not intentional in it, then we're not really absorbing it. We're just kind of mm-hmm. like there. You have to choose it. Yeah. I love that. In- intentional. You make almost create a bucket list kind of. Yeah. You know, in- typical Enneagram yeah. 7, right? <laughs> Sorry, Kim. (laughs) You're making a list and checking it twice. That's what you do. Make plans. (laughs) Well, that's that's Kim's thing, making a list. I do like that. I'm I'm anticipating Christmas this year. I I'm it is a little different, you know, when you have kids that are grown and heading out. It's it's more emotional. Um, I think I think I've been really sappy this whole year having a son that's getting married. But I'm just also really trying to just take everything in and soak it in. And, you know, I'm I'm thankful I still have my parents and just different things that I want to like really make sure I I pay attention to and love the people that are here. I know some people really struggle this time of year Mm -hmm. with with people that they miss. Um, But I'm really just trying to soak in while I have them here, while it's still called the day. Love them good and and just enjoy it. But I I always get this little excitement around this time of year and start to get – and I've gotten it earlier this year. Normally, I really don't even get there until like the day after Thanksgiving. (laughs) But I'm already trying to get more things done in advance so that I can slow down and enjoy it because I don't want to be frantic and not – I don't want to miss the joy. (laughs) I want to be able to enjoy it. So I'm trying to plan more ahead to have things done to just sit in that that time and enjoy it that's yeah. good yeah allison well for me this year i'm not making any lists <laughs> i know that seems counterintuitive <laughs> and um like Lindsay was saying i'm gonna just try and be more present in the moment yeah um my son my youngest was saying recently about how excited he is for christmas and how he loves christmas and i i said to him now he's 11 years old so i was anticipating a specific answer i said why? Why do you love Christmas so much? And he said, because we get to spend time with family. I get time off. And because of the snow. Mm. Nothing about receiving or gifts or any of that. So that really helped me kind of shift my perspective of Christmas. I know it seems crazy um, that it would come from the youngest, but to recognize that it's not all about the things that we think it's about. Now, as far as, you know, our our flesh feeling like we have to yeah. check all these boxes. Yeah. Um, and it's just really given me a sense of peace. So I'm sort of rolling into Christmas without expectations and just a sense of excitement, but peaceful excitement. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, the expression of gratitude, I think, helps us to be more present. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, we're, mi- we're more mindful of the things that we're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And um, we can certainly kind of be where our feet are. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's important. That's important. I know I, for a long time, would stress to have everything perfect. I wanted to have the perfect Christmas. I wanted to have the perfect family dinner. If you ask my kids, the scariest time 
in our household is when mom <laughs> is expecting more than four people at the dinner table. <laughs> because I freak. I'm telling you, when you, Allison, when you're talking about having the gift of hospitality, I'm thinking, oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish I had that gift. I I stress so much over wanting it to be just right that I don't really get to enjoy it. And truth be told, probably everyone else is enjoying it less because mm-hmm. I'm not joyful in it. I'm stressed over it being just right. And so yes. a, num- a few years ago, I just decided we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> so it also helped that my daughter loves to cook and she's 21 and she when I when I say, "So Abby, how do you feel about cooking a turkey?" Now, I have to say this. I ordered a turkey it was going to be between 10 and 14 pounds for our family. We have a family of we're having a gathering of about 12 people. And I got a 24-pound turkey in my bag. <laughs> Woo! And my husband brought it home. He goes, I thought you said you were getting a 10 to 14-pound turkey. I don't even know where we're going to put this turkey in the refrigerator. I said, it's how big? <laughs> so I'm Googling, how do you cook a 24-pound turkey? <laughs> no stress. I'm not stressing over the meal no (laughs) we're just gonna enjoy being together at that point i feel like you almost have to put it underground like when people cook a pig (laughs) smoke it (laughs) i know for me um with the bringing joy and keeping joy i love christmas so Lindsay knows i was playing christmas music in october yeah (laughs) because i'm just like you know what there's so much going on and this actually brings me joy. So mm-hmm. I am going to play Christmas music. I am going to start decorating. I've actually decorated three people's houses. And I'm like, yay, this, wow. is, this is awesome and fun yeah. for me. But another thing that I've been noticing is for my family and me, when family traditions seem like they go, you know, especially when loved ones passed. And it is hard because, you know, you miss them. And it's like, how can you get through this next Christmas without them here? And I also, you know, want to keep the same traditions alive because you want your children, you know, to experience them. Mm. So I've been having a lot of conversations with my brother and sister of, you know, let's keep doing these same things. And, you know, hey, there's also time for new traditions. And that's okay. You know, I think people think, oh, we haven't done it or, you know, it's something new. It can be overwhelming. No, you know, just just make a new tradition, yeah. you know, have fun, you know, come up with it together as a family. And if you do it one year, doesn't mean if you don't like it, don't do it next year. Yes. <laughs> just do yes. something different <laughs> next year. Yes. We actually went to another place besides Winter Festival Lights. And my son, who's 20, he goes, Mom, it was fun, but we broke tradition. Ah. And I was like, sorry. And I didn't think he was paying attention that mm-hmm. much. But I'm like, We'll go back, you know, we'll yeah. we'll do our same thing. But and that's okay, you know? It's yeah. it's okay to try new stuff. It's okay to stop yeah. something. So I think if you struggle with joy, uh Mandy, you really struck on something. Ask yourself, what brings me joy? Mm-hmm. And give yourself time to mm-hmm. just maybe even write some things down. 
make a list, <laughs> as Lindsay was saying, you know, being intentional about the things that bring you joy. And if you are really struggling, ask a friend to help walk with you through doing some of those things. It's amazing. Going back to the very beginning when we talked about joy is doubled and uh, sorrow is diminished and joy is doubled, that uh, finding a friend that you can do some of those things with um, is just such a blessing. Yes. And before long, before you realize it, you realize you have a little pep in your step <laughs> and maybe more of a smile than you than you started. You might still have some some hard things that you're walking through, but in that, the joy from Jesus gives us hope in this yes. season. So what other advice would you give to someone who is struggling to find joy in the season? I'm just thinking about the fact that you said, you know, invite people somewhere, do something with them, pray for them. I think when I'm distracted, when I'm heavy hearted, I don't think about the things that were making me sad. So mm-hmm. if you invite a friend somewhere, maybe you take them out of their current situation, like you were, maybe you were saying earlier, getting out of the area that's causing you stress or whatever and step away from that. So a distraction, take them to see some Christmas lights or yeah. invite them over to help you bake cookies or um, invite them to the Christmas Eve service at church, mm-hmm. whatever, if you know somebody's struggling, um, just or just sit and listen. Yeah. to them yeah. just be present with them and that's that could help in a huge way yeah absolutely yes. mandy um for me i i think a christmas card goes a long way um i actually love taking the time and sitting down and sending people christmas cards um it's just you know people do like mail i still feel like this day you know and mm. i've gotten some people like you made my day. I got your Christmas card already. It's awesome. You know, just that little bit of joy. And it's something so small on our, on our end. I also, I call, I call them God moments. I feel like God puts us in places and opportunities. And if we are paying attention Mm -hmm. and noticing, you know, like saying hi to someone in the store, or if you're able to buy them coffee, like Kim said, you know, listen to them there's little moments that can happen um, and we just have to make sure that we actually step back and are we taking those opportunities to give them God moments, showing them love and showing them joy. So I always try to, yes, we're busy in the hustle and bustle, but I always also try to step back and say, okay, what can I do to bring someone joy today? Really good. Yeah. Allison? In regard to how... I can help or we can help others. I just really think there's a lot of power in touch. Now, of course, we have to be careful with that. Yeah. But <laughs> you are the resident hugger. Oh, I am. <laughs> there I just I I can feel the energy flowing from me to someone else when yeah. I hug them. And honestly, when I hug someone, I say a quick prayer for them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. just um I mean, touching someone's arm, touching someone's hand, yeah. you know, patient touch. Um, and being present with them is how we, I think, can help others if it's if it's okay by the receiver. Mm. But as an individual in general, I think we really underestimate um, the biology of our bodies. And like I was talking about before, getting enough water, getting enough sleep, mm-hmm. um, getting the right nutrition has such an imp- it's such a huge impact on us that that I don't think anyone really thinks about. Um, so as individuals. Um, 
making sure that we're taking care of that very basic need. And then as friends and family, um, finding opportunities to utilize the power of touch, I think can go a long way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Lindsay? I think one of the things that I've realized is that joy and vulnerability come hand in hand. And it's like Kim was talking about having those times when you're with other people. There are some people out there where this is a truly difficult time mm-hmm. um, because of, of loss or in whatever avenue. But nobody's ever going to understand the depths of that if you're not willing to be vulnerable about where you're feeling. Yeah. And there's there's no way to have that community that you're talking about unless you're able to actually work through that and allow yourself to be open for somebody in and, and stepping in and being there for you. And I think the other side of that is being open and vigilant to those people who might be like a little bit harder of a nut to crack. Mm-hmm. Um, and being somebody who kind of whether I, I try to or not, I tend to exude joy. I've I've found out from friends as I get to know them over the year that sometimes that can be almost off-putting for people because they, they feel like it's a level that they have to reach and they can't get there, especially mm-hmm. this time of year if they've lost things or lost people. So they just stay away from you. And it's not pretending to not be a joyful person, but if if you are somebody who is continually joyful and somebody who is having a hard time right now needs you in this moment like what does that look like for you to kind of figure out okay how do i take myself down a couple notches so maybe i'm a little bit more uh relatable during this season so that people don't feel like i'm like this untouchable like star sunshine full of like joy (laughs) but instead know that i'm a real person that can be kind of like walked up and talked to and asked out to coffee and have conversations because that's the only way that you dig apart those layers for people to actually kind of expose the hurt or the pain or the the vulnerability that we're talking about Mm -hmm. that's good Mm -hmm. anything about joy that was really on your heart before we wrap up today that you want to share i think we just need to remember the scripture that i mentioned earlier that the joy of the lord is your strength and I mean, there has been days just recently that I have just said that over and over and over again. So then when you said, hey, you want to come on a podcast and talk about joy? I was like, hmm, she's reading my mail because I've been struggling with some joy. But I just it is the joy of the Lord is your strength. And you just need to dig in and seek him and find out, Lord, what do you what do you need to speak to me? What does my heart need to hear? And and he will tell you Mm -hmm. he will seek him and you will find him. So just just dig in deep if that's if that's if you're struggling with something right now, he is the answer to whatever your issue is mm-hmm. and he is the giver of joy, so seek him first. Yes. For me, I also I like to serve and be around people. So for me, I'm empty nesting. My my son is 20 and <laughs> working and stuff. So that's been a something new that I'm walking in. Yeah. Um and so the holidays, it's it's quiet at my house. <laughs> but I also know that, like I said earlier, I think just speaking into yourself and in the moment of, you know, you're going to have Christmas music on, these Christmas lights, because I think it is easy to just not do something or just, you know, be a loner almost um, because it's like, something new it's a new territory that you're traveling um 
so I like to go and serve and do things for others. And it could just be something small. If you're baking cookies, go take some to your neighbor. You know, that in itself brings me joy. You know, um, like putting up Christmas lights and helping people with that, that brings me joy. And that's something that you're serving them as well. So it's, you know, it's a double blessing. Mm-hmm. A particular time in my life where struggled with some joy, finding joy, um, somebody encouraged me to start a journal. And I'm thinking, I have about 400 journals on my shelf <laughs> of like two or three pages. I call it my shelf of best intentions. <laughs> oh, this is a pretty one. I'm going to journal in this one. And then I have two or three days in there. And that's it. But they said, don't make it about writing like everything that happened in your day and how you feel about this and how I feel about that. They said, just write down one thing good that happened today. Mm-hmm. And I had a few days where it was like, I, I, I breathed today. That was, mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. all I could really get out. Now, I knew there were other good things that were happening, but my heart was just so heavy. And so I committed to doing that every night. And two things happened. One, I started seeing a few more things good every day. And two, I was able to sleep better at night because I was ending my day thinking about something good that happened in it. And so for me, whenever I chat with somebody who's really struggling in a difficult time, um, that that is something that I would encourage. It's, I kind of hate to call it a journal, but it's like a, a gratitude journal in that you're recognizing the, th- the good things that are happening. I feel like there's so many good things that we've talked about today. First and foremost, spending time in prayer with the Lord, reading His Word, and, and listening to music that will encourage your soul. Uh, that yes. will definitely bring you joy. And I was thinking, uh, I love the Romans twelve twelve that Kim mentioned earlier. So so many of these scriptures, there's so much about joy in the Bible. Yes. And so if if that's an area that we struggle in, that's definitely something that we should look up. All you have to do is Bible verses on joy. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you're having trouble knowing where to look, <laughs> and uh, and just spend time, take one a day. And just ask the Lord to show you, reveal to you what that really means. I wanted to close with uh, Romans fifteen thirteen as kind of a prayer as you're heading into, maybe you're coming out of this Christmas season while you're listening to this podcast. And we prayed before we started that God would direct our conversation, that it would be pleasing to Him, and that it would be encouraging to you. And so as we close today, I just want to pray this over you. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. So know today that you are loved, that God cares about every single thing that is weighing on your heart and on your mind, and that you can give those things to Him, and in Him you will find joy. We were never meant to journey alone. Whether you're having a great day or a hard one, we need each other to celebrate and to stand in the gap. Sharing our stories helps remind us that we are not alone. And when we sit with women who sit at the feet of Jesus, the conversations are different. 
we walk away feeling inspired, not inferior, because we know this Christian walk is a race, but not a competition. I'm your host, Denise Harper, encouraging you to catch up with a friend or make a new one and enjoy some good conversation over the rims of mugs.